We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded and pay our respects to Elders past, present and Aboriginal Elders emerging. Welcome to the Vale Podcast. Local people, local news, local stories. In fact, a story time today. Doing things professionally. I didn't actually discuss with you two earlier. Do you want to give your full names or do you want to remain slightly anonymous? I don't care. I don't don't worry. Wow. Can we lift the energy levels a little bit? Sorry, Jade. Yeah, cool. All right, we're going to have a talk to... It's the end of Mental Health Month. So we're going to have a little chat for the last time this month about mental health to a couple of local boys because we've spoken to some celebrities, one in particular. So we've got my husband here who's kindly agreed to come in and be a bit of moral support for Tommy. How are you? I'm good. There you go. And Jussie's here with him too. We're at Loft 13 today. Hello. Thanks, Jussie, for uh, having us here and turning a blind eye while my children destroy the other room. All right, we're going to talk mental health with you guys because you guys have both been through it, are currently going through it. Give us a status really quickly. Luke, you go first. What's your your mental status at the moment? Current status? Yeah. So I'm currently... What's the word? Would say suffering from depression. Mm. Have for a long time. Mm. Um, go through it in stages. Mm-hmm. Be really good. Be really mm. bad. Um, and probably the last, say, three to four months, I've been back on meds, back seeing professionals, um, and dealing with it. Really. What about you, Tommy? I'm actually going pretty well for the first time in. Yeah, that I can remember, so... That's good. Doing really well, yeah. That's great. The last 20 weeks has been real good, so... The last 20 weeks? Yeah. That's awesome, though. Yeah. That's nearly six months. Yeah, yeah, and no, I'm um, real happy with how it's going, so... So what change did you make? Um, I end up battling a bit, so I went to see a kinesiologist and just sort of retrained my brain to react differently to my triggers and whatnot, and, yeah, just started feeling a lot better for it and yeah. became a better person, I guess. Wow, mm. that's a big thing to admit. Um, so that's the kinesiologist, Andrea, that comes here on Tuesday. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And you've been to her as well, haven't you? Like, Yes, last, yeah, it'd be last year, 12 yeah. months ago. And all honesty, I, I did see results for sure, as much as some days I deny it. Yeah. Um, but instantly I sort of saw, and like you said, Tommy, you retrain your brain and your thinking and mm. coping mechanisms. Mm. Um, well, that NPL stuff is what you do anyway, and neural pathway learning is used in all sorts of things. It's used in business, it's used with kids, it's used with all sorts of things. So it's obviously pretty powerful when it comes to brain stuff. And we've spoken a lot about how mental illness is just like having a broken arm, it's just having a bit of a broken brain. Is that how you feel about it? Yeah, well, I guess so, because since I was like 13 or 14, I just never knew anything different. Like, Really? It's been that long? Yeah, yeah. So, And I've just always felt shithouse and yeah, I end up spiralling again and I thought I'd tried everything and I, this kinesiology popped up so I gave that a crack and yeah, it's worked. So. That's great. So when you were 13 or 14, was there something that triggered it or was it puberty? Because there's a lot of changes that happen in your body yeah. during puberty. So I lost a pretty close cousin of mine and a few like grandfather figures and a few mates all sort of real close together. Um, didn't know how to deal with it and was always under the impression that men don't cry, so I never showed uh, nothing and all that sort of stuff, and it just sort of stemmed on from there. And That's that old fry- phrase, men don't cry. Definitely. Which helps no one, does it? Definitely, yeah. I'm sure that you're probably well aware now that men do cry, and yeah. holding it in is of no use to bloody anybody. No. How long have you two been together? Um, five years. So we moved in together two years ago. Mm-hmm. So three years ago we sort of just seen each other on weekends and whatnot. Just a fling. Just, yeah. <laughs> just a three-year fling. <laughs> um, and, yeah, like I sort of always knew about it, but you don't really know about it until you live together. Mm, you never yeah. really know someone until you've lived with them, have yes. you? We're not easy people to live with. No. You could say that. Yep. Because it's tough. Isn't it? Yes, definitely. definitely um, is. How people don't realise it. They no, just sort of be like, mm. yeah. It's never really, I don't think the carers are ever really spoken about. And I've been on both sides, so I know how awful suffering can be and how 
you know, you, the safe place is those closest to you. Yeah. And we do get used by, and when I, when I say we, I mean me in regards to, to Luke or, but even me as well. When I'm bad, Luke cops it. Yeah. Uh, my mum cops it and she probably cops it the hardest because you need a safe place. And that's yeah. where, it's why kids are always better behave for everybody else than they are for their mum. Yeah. Because their mum's a safe place and they can relax and breathe out and, and whatever. What do you do to cope now? Um, previously, I was sort of a bit stuck. I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. I sort of had no one really that understood. I had, like, you'd talk to people about it and they'd just be like, oh, that's ridiculous. Like, mm. no one sort of understood. And that still happens, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I sort of got to a point where I was like, well, I went to Andrea as well, sort of, and I took over the shop as well around about the same time Tom moved down. So I had a bit going on as well. Um, and I just had, I had trouble managing everything. So like shop, social life, plus trying to be there for Tom as well. Um, so yeah, I went to Andrea and just sort of went to her to how to balance my life sort of thing. Um, and yeah, just also someone to, yeah, help out. Someone to vent to. Yeah. Because you need that. Yeah. I don't care how, who you are, how tough you are. Yeah. Luke will know it from me. Sometimes he's the one I vent to. And it's yeah. tough to hear. It's a harsh yeah. reality. Yeah. But I've got to get it off my chest somehow because you would know if you, you'll sit on it and sit on it and not say anything because I think sometimes you get That's on the defensive. Worse, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> end up exploding. Oh, yeah, and it is. It's, it'll be something like moving your makeup bag or yeah. no, don't look at me like that. <laughs> like, not that you've ever – Where do I start? Oh, it, but it's always something trivial. When you look yeah. back at it and go, that was ridiculous, but it was up to here and the last thing, what was the last trivial thing that made you lose your mind? With Tom? Yeah, well, you know, that last, because it does, it just builds up and it doesn't have to be all Tom and we're not going to lay blame on these guys all together because that's not what this is about. But it is about caring for the carers. So what was the last thing that, that made you absolutely blew your top? Um, to be honest, it was his suicide note. That's not a trivial thing, though. That was just, yeah. But, like, it was, you know, like, leading up to that, it's, you know, the snapping and the, you know, I'd go out and go out the river and Mm. have fun and whatever, and Tom just didn't want to join. Yeah. Kept himself at home and I'd go home every couple of hours and check on him and... I don't know, you've got to try and do what you want to do as well, but I can't sit at home with you all the time. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then there's that guilt that comes along with going to do what you want to do and living your life, and then there's carrying that enormous guilt, which adds to what you're already carrying and internalising anyway because you don't want to rock the boat, I suppose. Definitely. What was the last thing? I I lost it two days ago. (laughs) I can't even remember. And you know what? It was so trivial, I can't even remember what what it was over. Can you remember what was over? No, I can't. He probably ate the last piece of chocolate or something, and I lost it. <laughs> That's and that is because the last few months I've probably worn you down. I have. Yeah, but I don't. It's been tough for for me. And yeah. It, and I think we discussed this last night. You you always take it out on the ones closest to you. Um, and for us, when we're in a really dark, dark, lonely place, mm. doesn't matter how many people are around you supporting you, you still feel lonely. Mm. And you still, everything still feels dark and you still feel useless and you just want it to end. Mm. Is, that how, really is that how you feel, yeah. Tommy? Yeah, you just get paranoid that people either don't like me or I, don't, I pretty much don't like myself, I reckon, at the time. So I just lock myself away and... Yep. Luke said exactly that yep. last night. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's just fair. I think it's false thinking for me. Like, I've got my ways now of getting mm. through it. So if I ever have anything like that, I've got different breathing things and I just relax and go back to you actually go back uh, to your toolbox yeah yeah just go back to what I've been learning and keeps yep. me good but yeah I used to like she said everyone would be out having fun and I'd be just sitting on the couch and people would be messaging me I wouldn't even look at my phone I wouldn't mm. even watch TV I'd watch three series in a row and I wouldn't remember the title of any of them just zoned out trying to stay on the couch because I knew I was safe if I was on the couch I wouldn't get up to do anything yeah it's that big dark yep. pillow of loneliness and comfort yeah, I was but too scared to get off it. See what I'd do. Jussie just said before your suicide note. So yep. you've been right to the edge. Well, yeah, I've tried to kill myself twice, and then that was 
probably the when I need more help again because I don't remember writing it. You don't remember it at all? No. I just was cutting up an onion one night and cut it to like liquid. And then really? I, and I sort of found it and I was like, and then I just give it to her and I was like, let's do something here because <sighs> this is no good. And this is only a year ago. Wow. Yeah, see, that's just. Yeah, well, I thought yeah. I was in control, but I just wasn't. Like, just give the mic back to Jussie for a minute. When that happened, yep. how did you handle that? Um, it was tough because you're constantly... I could think of a few other adjectives for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because you're just constantly thinking, I can't leave this boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, yeah, so you're sort of on a bit of a watch and mm. just always messaging, messaging, you're right. Like, what can I do to help? Yeah. Um, and then I sort of just said to him, well, we need to do something. You either, we need to either go to the doctors and, or talk to Andrea because mm. we had a mental health night here and he's seen Andrea and she spoke at the mental health night and I said, she's pretty, she's amazing. Yeah. Like, and she's so cruisy. She's just, yeah, she's just so laid back and you can talk about absolutely anything to mm. her. So it's not clinical? Because no. I think sometimes... From, from my point of view, I went through three psychologists and two psychiatrists and psychology I ended up giving up on because I would just walk all over the top of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've had psychologists tell me that, you know, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'll make suggestions it's, you know, and it's up to you. And, yes, it's up to you. But, again, when you're in that, in that headspace, or in that, you, you, don't, you can't decide, you can't make that decision. You need someone to tell you and instruct for you and make you do these things and mm. give you and it's got to be spelled out to you mm. and to get you out of it. Or it needs to be. Osha spoke about last week how Audrey bullies him and literally pulls him back. Is that what you feel like you need to do for Tommy sometimes? Yeah, make him realise that you know, like some things aren't as bad as what they seem. Because mm. something like when he was really bad, um, something that was nothing would not even affect me the slightest, was absolutely huge for him. Yep. And you've got to be like, that is ridiculous. Mm. I'm like, just sort of bring him back to reality a little bit and be like... How did you go, Tom, when that first occurred, when she sort of says to you, you know, this isn't right? You know, yeah. Sort well, your shit out, really? I was what? sort of just like, oh, I've done everything. Like, yeah. Just went back to the old defensive and said, you don't know. So then she's a pretty tough girl. Mm. Gets her point across when she asked her and... Mm-hmm. Just spelled out everything that I'd been doing for the weeks and months coming up to it. This and that, like kicking trees out of the ground just because they're in the way when I was mowing the lawn. And oh, really? Yeah. And did you remember those types of things that you were doing? Yeah, I knew what I was doing. I didn't care. Like, I, if it was in my way, I was just mm. getting out of my way. Was it just a, yeah, was it a lack of care or a short fuse? Just, oh, I think. Frustrated I just, at things. Everything, yeah. I was just I'd so, yeah. yeah. Frustrated with everything that was going on and, like, I could put. Try and put me boots on in the morning. If the zipper didn't go up, I'd throw them in the bin and take me runners. Mm. Just lose the plot over nothing. Mm. I'm pretty, pretty tame, like, not mm. like that. But once it's once I'm preoccupied and trying to fight, and just the smallest things are just enormous. Like. Yeah. And when you say fight, what are you fighting against? What's going on in your head? Because I often talk about this tornado like a black tornado that just goes round and round and all you want to do when you get to that, when you're at the edge, you're not thinking about anything else. You just want to make that noise and that tornado and that fog stop. Yeah, basically that's it. The noise, it's mm. just like, uh, I don't know how to describe it, probably like having four different conversations at once, like trying to listen to the right one and I never got it right. Like always listen to the wrong one. I don't anymore. Did you find yourself talking about, or do you now, talk about your depression in the third person? I um, sort of don't try to talk about it because I don't want to think about it anymore because I'm just like so clear at the moment. Yeah. I'll answer questions and talk about, but I don't sort of name it or anything like that. I used to call it a wave because it used to sort of come and go, but I just sort of haven't really, probably the first time I've spoke anyone really now since I've been good apart from like my family or whoever asks so yeah no I'm cruising but yeah and do people ask well yeah obviously I'm from a small town in Bar Arnold so yeah. a lot of support there every time I go back mm. first thing everyone does is how you doing you're right 
that's the beauty of a small town because everyone yeah. would know you. Yeah. Everyone would know what you've been through. Absolutely. Everyone would know that you've suffered. Yeah. So when absolutely. they see you, it's like we or when you go back to Bell Reynolds, and I would know a lot of people in Bell Reynolds. When you go, even I'm, I'm not even from there, and you go there, and it's like getting a big cuddle. Yeah. Is that what it yeah. feels like when you go home? Yeah, it's a pretty warm place. Like once you're from there, you, it's just in you. Like yeah. You go back there and. Everyone gets around and it's good. Same as it's why I love being over here. Yep. When I first started coming over here, just got welcomed in and mm. felt really comfortable. And yeah, I couldn't see myself being anywhere else, but I've got the two best communities in the world, mm. I reckon. Mm. And they're only 80 k's apart. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Different yeah. worlds, but they're beautiful. I love it. Well, that's good. Well, I appreciate you coming to speak to us today then. Or instigating that. the conversation. <laughs> or getting Jussie to. And I did have three specific questions that we're going to talk about, but we've kind of gone off the track a little bit. Husband. We'll ask them. Well, I was going to ask you what mm. goes on in your head because I've tried to ask you many a times when it's just the two of us mm-hmm. and we often end up a million miles away from where we started yeah. and I think I quite often describe that as having two crazy people trying to have or trying to drive in a straight line. It's just not going to work. This is the story of our life too. I don't get a word in. <laughs> just saying. The microphone's yours. Tell us. I don't believe it for a second. So what do you want to know? What goes on in I, my head? Like Tom was just talking well, about the noise in the four conversations. Yeah. So it, the complete chalk and cheese. On a really, really good day, everything's clear. You know, you're, you're rational with yourself and, mm. and decision-making's easy. You know, mm. how good's life? But it's, yeah, it, and I always keep saying it's dark and like it's cloudy. Like my head just, same thing, it's no different to what you've just explained. It just goes around and around and around and you'll be saying, no, no, you know, like you said, I have the same thing. I sit at home and I don't go out because, you know, you know they don't like me or I don't feel um, included or when really you are, but you can't see that. You just don't feel that. So you just easy to lock yourself away and deal with yourself and no one else and it's great. Not really. But, yeah, you have those conversations in your head where you're thinking... No, I am worth something to someone and it's all good and take deep breaths and go for a walk, get some exercise because exercise helps and, all this, and you know all these things. But you're, you're, in a sense, at rock bottom. You can't do it. Mm. There is no motivation. So then that kicks back in and it's the depression talking to you again. The vicious cycle. The vicious cycle. Mm. And then there's, is there thoughts of, you know, let's just end it all. Yeah. Mm. You know, and... Recently, in the last, I say the last sort of three or four months where I've gotten bad again and I'm now back medicated because I was off meds for three to four years. Mm. Um, probably not through the right channels as in a doctor weaning me off them. I sort of weaned myself off by just forgetting to take them and got sick of taking them and, and then life was going really well. Job was going well, family was going well. So, and those things all help. Um, and then, yeah... I've dealt with this since I was 16, 17. How long before that, I don't know, but it was when I first got diagnosed. So I tend to be able to feel myself heading down and then I'll go and get help. And So I think I can manage it fairly well. Um, but, yeah, the last three or four months, I've gotten a really, really bad place. Nothing's I don't think, has triggered it. Or probably a couple of things, but nothing too major. What were those just, things? Just um, I'll probably just whether it be high workload. Mm, you know. Stress. Yeah, definitely stress. You know, you, you, and with us living on farm, with work, I can't take... I should leave work at the front door, but I don't. Because I look out the door, I've got almond trees around me, I look out the windows, the back door, it doesn't matter. So it's really trying to find that, that separation from, from work life. And then, so stress is t- following me home, and then it just, it just piles up one thing after another after another, and then... Yeah, as it piles up, you go further down. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's tough. So, and then, yeah, the worst thing is thoughts of suicide. You know, um, obviously, mm. fortunately, hasn't happened. But you can't, and you can't help that. You know that they're the wrong thoughts. But that's the only way. At times, you think you can end it. How do you think your way out it. of it? Again, it's those three or four voices in your head saying all different things. One saying, end it. The other one saying, you know, no, no, it's all good. You can get yourself. One telling you you're a really good person. The other one saying, you're just a miserable prick. Mm. And, and they're all, you just don't know 
which way to go. You know, there's that one voice in your head that always says, you've got a wife, you've got kids, it'll be okay. Mm. And I suppose that... And it will be. Way, uh, yeah, absolutely. And fortunately, it always ends up speaking the loudest. Good. So Can we turn the volume up on that a little bit? Why? Why? Because there's a fair bit at stake here, that's why. Turn oh, the volume I thought you up. meant on the mic. No, no, no the, the mic. volume up yes. on the on the yeah, the voice that says you've got a wife, yeah. you've got kids. Correct. It's all going to be okay. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes that's what you need. You need someone yeah. to just hold you by the shoulders and go, take a breath. It's all going to be okay. Yeah. Um, yep. And it's you've got to be you've got to be sympathetic, I guess, f- like from you girls' side to us. And, and like it's any, hard as a carer, mm. but there are times that, and s- some people react to it, and, and some people won't. But you, you do need to be shaken and just mm. say, like, it, you've got to treat it carefully. But I think we sometimes treat it too carefully. Mm. Like it is real. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yeah, um, cancer's real. You know, heart attacks are real, and we go and we get them treated, and we're aggressive about treating them. We've got to be aggressive with this, I think. Mm. And I sometimes I think it too aggressive. Because you spend so long, and Jussie, you'd understand this, you spend so long walking on eggshells around it. Every now and then when it gets, when they're in a really dark place, sometimes being nice and walking on eggshells is just not enough anymore. Yeah. And you just really do need to, do you find that? Yeah. I think a bit of tough love helped you a bit too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What kind of tough love? (laughs) She's a psychopath. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I think they're sisters. <laughs> Every chance. <laughs> Don't but start. Can I ask you, because Jade and I have had this discussion as recently as last night, but when you're at your worst, you obviously discuss about what he needs from you, but then when you're well and in a good place, is it, does that change? Like, do you know what I mean? Does that, you, he tells you when he's good what, what he needs when he's in a bad place, and then you do it and it's not right? That, does that make sense? Because that, that happens with us. So I'll tell Jade when I'm, when I'm in a good place, I just need you, when I'm in it, you know, really down, I need you to do this for me. So she does that, and I'm like, when I'm down, it's like, I don't react to it, do I? No. In fact, you, it's yeah. ca- almost counterproductive. So it's very conflicting for you. Mm. Yeah. You could say that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really give her any direction. She's pretty, she knows me like the back of her hand. As long as I let her know when I was starting to feel like shit, feel it coming and I was starting to die, if I let her know, she was pretty Straight patient. She was real patient. She was just like, all right, so you're just going to be all right. And she, I don't know, she would have tread around on eggshells a bit. I wouldn't notice, but I didn't feel like a whole heap changed because I like, <clears throat> when I'm like that, I like to keep me structured. Like, I get home and I can cook and whatever. But then I just don't want to do anything outside of work and cook. I just want to go to bed, sit on the couch or... I don't want to talk to anyone, I don't want anyone to come around, which I think that wears her down because people come around and I've just still blank to talk to anyone. And, but she's obviously been unreal. I've, I don't think I've ever had to tell her too much on what, on what she needs to do when I'm down. She's, mm. She just does it? Yeah, she comes second nature to her. Kick me in the ass if I be a wanker and <laughs> tap me on the back if I do something good. Because that's the thing. You, people that are suffering can come across to those that, that may not know what's going on. I'll say we, can come across as real jerks. And that's how I think I know, and I haven't been medicated for three years, three and a half years maybe. Um, But even now, it's one of those things, and you probably find the same thing now, Tommy. You need to find that balance, and you've got management skills now, and you know that if it starts to tilt one way to the other, uh, and there's certain things you do, you go, oh, okay, I need to take a day off. And I mean a day off and do something on your own or, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I, I haven't really felt like I was, I've been going down for a fair while now, so whatever I'm doing is working, so I'm just going to stick at that. Yeah. But then, yeah, if it does come up, I, I know exactly what I've got to do, mm. who I've got to talk to and what I've got to do now. But, it, yeah, it's taken me, I'm 28 now and I was 14 when I first felt to kill myself and realise that I was in a bad spot. And, so you tried to kill yourself at 14? Yeah, absolutely. Jeez, that's young. At 14, yeah. you don't even know... Lucky I'm no good at knots. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't laugh, but... You shouldn't, but if you don't, you're going to well, cry. Yeah, yeah, I don't absolutely. know. I'm, 
probably different to a lot of people. I don't mind having a joke at my own expense. I would never joke about anyone else's, but like, I'm free for all. With me, I'm pretty cruisy. And you kind of have to be, I think, yeah. in in retrospect. Well, yeah, I don't yeah, want to. It's not. It's obviously not a joke or nothing, but I, I like to joke about ninety percent of things. Mm. So I don't think myself will be any different with these. I'll make little jokes like that every now and then, and some people go, "Oh shit, you can't say that." Oh uh, yeah. If I'm only doing it to myself, and I'll be right. Yeah. That's how I cope. Then. Yeah, exactly. It is what yeah. it is. I'd never do it to anyone else. Obviously, I'd be first one to give him a hand to do anything, but. Yeah, with myself, I'm pretty crazy. Yeah. Say whatever you want to me because I've got the people I listen to are the people I listen to. The other people, just to, if you want to have a joke, we'll have a joke, whatever. So when you're 14 and you're tying those knots, yeah. what's going through your head? Um, because teen suicide's a massive epidemic. It's very similar to what's been my whole life. But people only spoke to me because of other reasons, not because they liked me. I was just pretty self-conscious, forced myself... To think that no one likes you, and then I <clears throat> took it upon myself to make sure no one liked me and no one got close to me. Yep. So if I met someone, the first thing I normally said was called him a wanker and told him to piss off or something. Like just a horrible soul, and that's only really? been from the last six months that I've been any good at it. Really? Yeah, no, I was a horrible person, the worst. Jussie's nodding, and she's been away. with you for five years, so yeah. he mustn't have been that horrible. Yeah, I don't know. She's persistent. <laughs> Mm. She, she wore me down. Yeah. <laughs> but you do, you push people away. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep. Mate, I'd go to the pub and someone would come and go, oh, Tommy, I haven't seen you for ages. And I'd be like, yeah, it's been good. Keep it that way, go away. Like, Fitting, yeah. But then instantly I'd go, why would you say that? You're an idiot. Like, and they'd come back and I'd do it again. It was just disgusting. Mm. Makes me sick. Mm. Yeah, but at the same time when there's that, and this is what I mean, people misjudge. You know, if someone has a certain demeanour, it could be there because of something else. Absolutely. Like, yeah. don't judge them. I know, you know, people ask me often if they've just met Luke, oh, he's very shy, and I'm like, nah, he's not usually, but... And I don't tell them what's going on. You know, most of the time I might yeah. go, yeah, yeah, or whatever. And sometimes it can come off as real arrogance, like you just said. Like, that just comes Absolutely. off as Absolutely, yeah. And I get it a lot. Like, and I... Well, it's just my head telling me that that's why I am, but... And I've been told that I'm arrogant. But it's, I'll be walking down the street and I'll look the other way because I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to be seen. Yeah, but people think, geez, you're rude, you're yeah. arrogant. It's like, if only you knew. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, and I hate that it comes across like that. Yeah. I have a question for Lou. Yeah. Hang on. Um, so, you know how you, you've come, you were really good and you've obviously gone down mm-hmm. again. Did you think, like, oh, how can I put it, like... Did you seek for help straight away or you let it go? That's, and that's why I've gotten so bad now, because I let it go. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the triggers early. I've seen them plenty of times and I've one either just, you know, gone back on meds or gone and seen someone. Yeah. Tw- probably, realistically, it probably stemmed 12 months ago when I went and saw Andrea. Yeah. And I saw her for two months. Mm. Yeah, it was basketball season last year. It was around because um, I was Paddy's really wedding. struggling. Yep, mm. really, really struggling. Like, I got asked to play basketball last year, and I was terrified, absolutely terrified to go. Hadn't played basketball, hadn't touched basketball since I was seventeen. You know, sport, doing sport. Since I stopped playing footy, I put twenty kilos on, out of shape. Just didn't want to be seen. So I was really, really anxious, and anxiety is another thing that's really, really big with me. Yeah. So I started seeing her. And then I just I couldn't make an appointment one week and I never rebooked. Yeah. So it sort of stemmed from there and it probably just trickled in and trickled in and trickled in. And because and there was probably no real big trigger that really... Yeah. So um, a lot of things built, yeah, like, built up. Yeah, built, built, built. And then I just I said to Jade one day, I'm really, really struggling. Yeah. You know, as, I, as I said, work, stress was building up. Um, and I was just like, I need to see someone. Yeah. So Jade made an appointment with the doctor because I was never going to do it. Mm. Yeah. I say that I need to go and see someone, but I'll never pick the phone up. Yeah. No. Um, Even no, as that's early. how bad I'd gotten. Yeah. And yeah. it was just, and I, I noticed it because cry at a drop of a hat. Yeah. You know, at anything, stupid things, watching TV, I'll just cry, or I'll just be one evening watching. You know, nothing will trigger it. I'll just sit there and just be that down. Yeah. Over nothing. 
and that's that's when the alarm bells for me go. Wow, nothing's actually. There's no cause here. I'm in a bad place. You talk, I know what my triggers are. Tommy, do you know what your triggers are? Do you know what the red flags are? Um, well, I used to... Be, there'd be certain songs that were played at funerals that yeah. used to just... If they came on, even on the radio, they'd just destroy me. So... And I'd just dwell straight into it. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're some of my favourite songs now. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, that... Have you ever been diagnosed with PTSD? Nah. No, I just hold on to things way like... Used to hold on to everything. Like yeah. if I mucked this up, and mm. I'd go home and I'd just beat myself up for like two months. There's no such thing as mucking this up. But I believe that I did. Mm. Like that's how bad mm. I used to get. If I was doing anything, and I'm, I'm not saying a word. Yes, you, well, yeah, basketball. I, I, I was the one that I suppose that pushed. No, Parker, you can't touch the keyboard. Um, I was the one that gave him a bit of a push to play basketball. Social interaction, yep. a bit of running around, yep. you know, because that's how I stay sane. Um, yep. But with him it's had the opposite effect because he believes in his head that he hasn't got the skills, Not good the enough. social skills or the physical skills, when I know that he has got the skills, it's the confidence that he doesn't possess. Yep. And, that, and it shows. So you, you, and you just lose all that confidence. Yeah. Like yeah. I would love to go back playing footy because I never stopped playing footy because my body let me down. Like I think... Honestly, obviously, got to lose some weight and get fit. But I could still go and run around and reserves, no worries. But it's now taking that first step. I won't do it, mm. you know, because I don't want to go back to footy training and be that fat, overweight, slow guy that everyone's going to take the piss out of. But do you reckon you put overweight. on weight? I reckon your weight could be attributed to the change of meds when you stop playing footy. Because did you, when you were medicated, Actually, Tommy, did you find that you put on weight? Oh, I didn't take them long enough to really. I hated them. Didn't you? No, I hated them. So you've suffered yeah. since you were a teenager. Yeah, How? What? I didn't get help until didn't see a professional until I was like twenty-two. Really? Yeah. So you went through puberty. Yeah, I didn't tell anyone. Unassisted. Yeah. Just. What about when you tried to commit suicide at fourteen? Did anyone know? No. No one knew. I told my parents when I was about nineteen. My sister knew. But Seriously. Sworn to secrecy. Yeah, absolutely. Went through my whole life. The only reason I went and got help, I wasn't off my own back. It was my old boss sent me to the hospital because he just seen me spiralling. Yeah, right. And I was just out of control. I didn't even realise. Then I remember going to work for a couple of weeks and he just sent me to the hospital and he rang me and said, I don't know what's wrong with him, but someone's got to do something to him. Yeah, right. I spent 10 hours in the hospital getting evaluated and and then, yeah, got, went on the meds, didn't like them and decided that counselling and whatever and mm. try and do it that way set up support groups I just tell people when I'm ordinary and then that obviously lasted for so long mm. and then yeah go back to your what? sister for a minute what the hell did that do to her yeah I've probably destroyed her because she found me after the second one as well oh, when was the second one when I was living in Swanell. really yeah so. what year was that can you remember 13 2013 maybe so what what triggered that? Just so uh, I had a few beers and I hated my life. Like I moved to Swan Hill because I was scared of Bar Arnold. Really scared of Bar Arnold? Yeah. In what way? Well, I had to go to the doctors and then I thought everyone was talking about me, so I moved and thought it'd be better. And then I just got myself hung up over there as well. Like like just beat myself up, drank every single yep. second that I could. Yep. If I got a lunch break and no one was home, mate, throw a few in, just... Fair income. Yeah, rip it, because I felt better. And then I was at, yeah, went to the pub one night and on my way home, when there was, like, flooding, decided to jump off the bridge. And I was hoping that it was going to be... Off the Murray Bridge? Yeah, I was hoping there was going to be a log or something in there. Yeah. And then I ended up down near the boat room somewhere. Trapped on a snag, yeah. That's full on, isn't it? It was. It wasn't fun. So were you walking home on your own? Yeah. Oh, Paige was coming to get me. I was had Couldn't the, wait. Had the urge. Mm. And she found you at the boat ramp? Well, I, I don't remember like getting in, like being in the water or nothing. I remember my jumper was caught on a snag. 
And I just got myself out and I didn't know where I was walking and I was just walking and ended up, she was driving around town looking for me and she got to a roundabout and I was there. So you weren't conscious when you hit the water? Oh, probably, I don't know. I can't, you can't remember it at all? I remember being like, Mel, this is it. I remember jumping, I don't remember hitting the water. And I just remember waking up on a snag with a like, me jumper cord. That was that. Wow. How did your sister cope? How did she cope then? Because oh. in 2013, 14, there still wasn't a huge amount of support. No. I reckon it's only been really the last five years that we've seen a real increase in conversation and resources for this kind of stuff. And still the carers and the families is still something that gets left behind to a certain extent. Her mum and dad, they just band together and got themselves through, I guess. And yeah, I couldn't talk about it. Every time they'd bring it up, I'd leave. Cause didn't want to talk about it? Yeah, no, I didn't. Not at all. Yep. Not for a second. Just forget about it, I used to say. Don't mm. worry about it. It didn't happen. Mm. But it obviously had an effect on them, but well, there was nothing I could do or say to help them because I was the one that caused it. So I don't know, Paige would have went and got some help somewhere, but she had a boyfriend, she had mum and dad, and mm. all of her friends and that. They would have got her through. And yeah. Every now and then we'd have a couple of beers and have a ch- talk about it and a little bit of a cry and... And did that make you feel better? Well, Just having a beer and a cry with her? Made her feel better, I think. Made me feel guilty. But yeah. Every time we've paid, we have a good time, so it's all good. Yeah. Well, that's good. But it gets it out in the air. Yeah. Mm. It? It's, yeah, not, it's, it's not an elephant in the room. Me and Paige have been like best mates since we were little, so it's never an issue. We've got to talk about something, but... As long mm. as it's just you and me and her talking about whatever happened. Because mm. it is hard to bring up with your parents, I think. I yeah. still try to avoid the... You know, mum used to bring it up for years. Um, how I, And I was an absolute... Um, while I was suffering. Like I said, I can't remember it, but I can remember being told how I've made people feel. Yeah. Um, and I still kind of... I'm, I say I'm emotionally retarded now because he just... You close that off and you move on. You know, it's happened, yeah. move on. Um, but it is hard to talk to your family, I think, in yeah. particular, because you don't want to feel guilty and you don't want to burden them with yeah, with that kind of stuff. I've never spoken to my father or brothers about it. Haven't you? Dad knows because I was still living at home with mum and dad when I was mm. diagnosed at 17. But mm. I've never sat down and had a conversation with him about it, you know, ever. What, not your I, brothers? I, I d- but I don't know how I would have that conversation. Mm. Either. All my but brothers, no. You're reasonably close with your brothers, though. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Do they know? I've I never even know. thought to ask you, to be honest. No, no and, and I, I don't I'm even sorry know about if that. I've ever told them. No. It's, and it's not, not from, not from a, my choice not to tell them. It's just, it's never come up. I've never had to. Never needed to. I've always done a lot of um, self-dealing, like deal with it myself and, mm. and you. Booze. Yeah. Mm. You know, I never got into the alcohol thing. Food's my thing. Oh, you did get into the alcohol thing for a while there, especially while you were playing footy, you did. That Saturday night thing. Mm. You know, when I was playing footy, I never had beer in the house during the week, weekends. Oh, because you're a serious athlete. No, I just never <laughs> did. But now I probably drink more midweek after work, but have a couple, relax, you know, and and do it. And I think everyone says, you know, yes, alcohol's an antidepressant and don't go near it. But it does, well, a depressant, sorry, yeah. but it, I think, it, you know, it does, it, it makes you relax a bit and yeah. you can talk about it more and it gets it off your chest. Absolutely. It's the old social lubricant. If you, if you yeah. go on benders yeah. and, I've, and I still do it, if, if I've been, whether it be a golf trip or something or a footy trip, mm. you know, that week after is hell. Yeah, mm. absolutely. You know, my head is not in the right place. Mm. But I never really relied on alcohol or turned to the bottle like a lot of people do and can. Or s- Drugs is the other or one. drugs, yeah, no, never. Um, yeah, food was a real thing. Like, it's a mm. comfort thing. Yeah. Mm. Like my way self at home and just eat shit. Chocolate. Chocolate's my thing. Fried food. What about you, Tommy? Uh, well, food. Do you ha- well, do you have a vice that helps you just, sort of, that's a comfort? Just beer, mate. Yeah. Just beer. Yeah. Yeah, like, Paddy O'Connor wouldn't mind. If, I, if I'm battling, I'll let him know now that I'm over here. Yep. I'd say I'm battling, mate. Come around, we'll have a couple of beers. Same as the Middlebrook boys. And yep, yep. And they'll be around in five minutes. Or yep. I'll just go there. Yep. I'm eating. And they'll come around, we'll have four or five beers, and I'll just say I'm battling away and whatever. And they'll yeah. go, oh, whatever you need. Like, they, they're good. Mm. They don't need to do anything for me. I just need to let them know mm. for myself. That mm. You can't be miserable and unhappy around Patty. <laughs> 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 you can't. 
<laughs> Can't out misery the miserable man. <laughs> no, that's right. He'll <laughs> love that. So true. Oh, he's so one true. of my favourites. When you talk about the meds again, I just want to go back to that for a minute. Did you only give him one shot and no, one type of med? I had two, mm. but I don't know. I just always felt neutral. And I like joking. Yeah. And I'd find myself, I wasn't depressed or nothing, so they worked in that sense, but I'd sit around with my mates while they're having a joke and I didn't. Yeah. Yep. Just beige. Yeah. Mm. And I was yep. like, oh, and it sounds bad. I was like, I'd rather fight depression and have a laugh than mm. sit here and be, I might as well just be a bastard. Like, I was yeah. just, yeah, it wasn't having a beer, wasn't even having a laugh. Mm. And I got the jokes and I thought, yeah, that's pisser, but I wouldn't laugh. And it seems to be anything. a side effect of them. Yeah. So, hear that banging? Yeah. That's our son's head. Yeah. That's why he's always got bruises on his head. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I just said, oh, I'll find a different way that I can get through it. Like, I never sort of gave up trying to get better, but I just knew that that wasn't. And I'll, I, hats off to the people that do it. Like, if it works for you, but like, I've got mates that they use them every day and that, mm. and they will never ever get off them. They never want to be weaned off them. Mm. They never want to take the risk. And that's. I didn't think I did either, but I had. So, I had. Depression that was brought on by chemical poisoning then spiralled into bipolar, which is way more fun. Oh, and the drugs are way more fun. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Jussie's shaking her head, but it, it is. And for anyone that goes through – I mean, it's, it, the highs are really, really fun, but the lows are incredibly mind-blowingly awful. Yeah. Um, and they generally come stri- – yes, I know, mate. And they generally come straight after that high. But, um, and I wouldn't, at the depths of that, I just thought there was, once I got levelled out, um, I didn't think I was ever, I just said to make sure I never, ever, ever. And there was never a day where I'd skip them. Once you got to that even, I was like, right, I'm back, I'm a normal person. But you're right, it left me a little bit beige and a little bit just not, you know. Not yourself, I suppose. Um, what about you? How, how, you've been back on them now for, what, two months? Yep. Um, they work for me. Yeah. They really mm. do. Initially, I had my own, fought my own demons with them. I used to think that they were just there to cover up the real problems, so I refused to take them. Um, I thought, no, no, yeah, there's other things in my life I need to sort out. When really there wasn't. Life was going great. Mm. You know? So... Um, yeah, and then I just uh, come to a realisation that I had to be on them. Yeah. And mm. they work for me. And I've been through probably nearly a dozen. They'll just stop working for me, so they'll change me. Some will work, some won't. Mm. Um, some will really knock me about where I can't function the next day. The old Seroquel. Uh, for my bipolar. Mm. But See, that was one that I just did not want to. And Osha spoke, speaks about this in his book. And I, I keep going back to this because it's a really, for me, it was a really relatable book and the way that he speaks about it when my third psychiatrist said to me you need to go on mood stabilizers or we're going to put you on lithium and I went um no you're not because they use that shit in batteries and I'm not putting it in my body and they go oh it'll also make you gain weight and I was 30 years old as ridiculous as that sound that's how you my brain was working at the time and then they went through a couple but I just kept saying nah nah I don't need that because they're all mood stabilisers or antipsychotics. And if I'm going to take an antipsychotic, then I have to admit that I'm psychotic. Yeah. And people make fun of, you know, they use that term as a derogatory term or whatever. But that's the one that the psychiatrist said, when you get to that point, hose yourself down with this and get someone to call me. Okay. And that's, that's, <laughs> that, that was his quote. Mm-hmm. Um, and that worked. For then, but literally because it would knock me out. Like you literally can't think or function, yeah. um, and you find that now too, don't you? When you when the, on the odd occasion that you need to take one. Yeah. Yep. Last week. Mm. Yep. I just because they knock me out within five ten minutes, I'm passed out. But mm. uh, I'll get a good eight ten hours sleep. I'll be a bit groggy for two or three hours the next day. Yeah. But one won't sort of do do the job. But if I do it for two or three nights. All of a sudden, the next week's cruisy. Like this week, it's been a great week. And yeah. by eight or ten hours sleep, it's solid sleep. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. you can't be moved. Yeah. Perfect. So I, no, not perfect yeah. for the... That's a great feeling. Like. <laughs> 
Not yeah. for those that have got to share a bed with you yeah. when you're when chopping you got down. kids. It is a oh. great feeling. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I yeah. don't have kids, and I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Took it for granted. So, are you still seeing Andrea now? No, um, that's. So you're done. Yeah. So you've got all the tools in your toolbox. Yeah, yeah. She kicked me out a couple of weeks. Did she? Yeah. You've graduated. Yeah. Did good. you get a certificate? No. Nah. <laughs> Maybe you should ask her for one. I got a hug. Well, that's nice. Yeah, no, that's well, that's how I knew pretty much the times because I was going and I was feeling really good, and then mm. every time I went, she was finding it harder and harder to find anything with any anxiety or depression in me or any stress related any anything. And so we started going out from like two weeks to four, then we get, like I said, eight weeks in between sessions. So I did two eight weeks in a row, like sessions, and she just went, mate, I think you're cruising, how do you feel? And I was like, yeah, 100%, like, feel unreal. And I have, since last time I was here and I said that I felt unreal, so then there's 16 and it's been about four weeks. That's awesome. It's about 20 weeks of me just genuinely feeling unreal. Jeez, that's good. And never felt like this in my life. Well, you're sitting down talking to essentially a couple of strangers yeah. on a podcast yeah. for broadcast of the broader community yeah. um, and people that know you. Yeah. Um, and you're okay with that? Yeah, I don't mind. I've never mind talking about it. Once, once it was out in the open and I got over the fact that people aren't talking about it, yeah. Mm. And I was just going to battle up. I'll speak to anyone if they want to know. Mm. They ask you a question, I'll answer mm. it. A lot of people around here probably don't know, but it is what it is. And That's it. Like, yeah. It is what it is, and you treat it. Yeah, and you, that's right. You and can't you change on. it. No. no. It's not going to go away. No. You'll deal with it the rest of your life. I'll deal with it the rest of my life. That's right. mm. And the sooner you embrace that and, do, and deal with it, mm. the sooner you can get on with life. I, mm. I talked in front of 160 barren old men when I was not feeling great. Yeah. Like, oh, wouldn't it be top of me? At the footy club? Well, they had a men's day in yep. barren old when I got up and spoke in front of them all. Didn't do any good. Good work. Started to cry on the whole time, but I tried. That's amazing, though. Uh, yeah, so I don't mind talking. And things like this, and I'm sure you speaking to 160 men in Bell Reynolds, I'm sure at least, if you do the math, there's probably at least eight to 16 people yeah. that would have got something out of that, at least by somebody else talking about it and being able to relate to it. And this, given the amount of people that now listen to this podcast, will... Don't tell me. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I'm not going to give you figures, but... <laughs> But, you know, there's a lot of people that, that listen to this and will be able to go. Just from the last two, we've done two other um, episodes on mental health, just mental health, and people do listen, and they listen at length. Mm. So that, that tells me that people do want to talk about it and they yeah. want to know about it and they want tools to learn to deal with it. Yeah, absolutely. Luke, do you feel like you've got the tools in your toolbox now to deal with it or you're still trying yeah. to find them? No, no, I do. I do. I, I still need help, but I, I've definitely got the tools to know what's going on with myself in my head and, and to go and get the help when I need it mm. and if I need it. And a bit like Osher said himself, like mm. he's just written a book and it was, he felt hypocritical about how he got off the drugs, but he had to get back on them. And that, mm. was, that was how it is. That's reality. Yeah, that's right. Um, mm. you know, and I'm already sitting here thinking, yeah, I'll ring Andrew tomorrow and book an appointment. Yeah. Well, I know that. 20 weeks could end up being just 20 weeks. Yeah. I might mm. have to bring it tomorrow. Like, yeah. it, there's every yeah. chance, but... Mm. Absolutely. Right, all it's going. Yeah. Mm. But at least you've got her number and you know now what to do yeah, that can make it better. And I think this has been... Having a chat with these guys will be invaluable probably for the wives, girlfriends, or the husbands that are dealing with their wives or girlfriends or sisters or mothers or daughters or whoever is going through it. Yeah. Um, Hearing it from the horse's mouth is always. Yeah. <laughs> let go. Let go. Let have kids. They said it'll be fun. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> um, Your time will come. Maybe. <laughs> did you find yourself using resources like Beyond Blue? No, I did Google a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's Dr. always a Google's good solution. <laughs> No, but just like, I didn't even know what to say mm. half the time. Like, I'd just sit there and be like, oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's hard, though. What yeah. do you say? I don't know. Because nothing, and Luke will often say to me, you don't have to say anything, just be there. And I'm like, yeah. well, I am here. He goes, and he'll say, oh, I don't feel like you're there. Yeah. I don't know what you want me to say. You know, do you feel like... Yeah, at the start I did, because yeah. I had no idea what to say. Mm. 
and you know stepping on your eggshells so mm. sort of like oh do I say this do I never say this and in the end I just say what I think now mm. that's ridiculous or pull your head in stop Anna Wanga <laughs> go and see Andrea <laughs> like I don't know just yeah and I know there is a lot of people out there that was are in my shoes mm. that I was in two years ago mm. and it's hard it yep. is very hard and Sometimes some people might just think, oh, God, I just want to run away. Mm. But it does get better. Some people, I'm sure, do just run away. They absolutely do. Yeah. It puts a lot of strain on a relationship. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Yeah, not making it about me, but I I honestly, there's a big chunk of me that believes it cost me my first marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Whether that's true or not. I'm glad it did. For my own selfish reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... But that's, do you think that's, that's okay too? Like some mm. people just don't know how to cope people, with it. Yeah. They mm. can't yep. deal with it. That's right. And that's okay. But yeah. yeah. You're absolutely right. Some people just don't or I think still there's... there's Don't know how to or can't deal with it. Can't deal with it. Yeah. yeah. Or, or still don't accept that it is an illness, that yeah. they don't treat it like, yeah. like an illness. Yeah. Um, which is... I've heard it heaps of times where people have been like, uh, like they obviously don't know what I've gone through or whatever or what I was going through. Uh, people just need to kick up their ass or whatever like that. I'm just like, okay, kick me, I won't even feel it. Like, mm. you got no idea. Yeah. But that's all education yeah. though, I think. Mm. Like, I should say something about the stigma the other night. I think it's all education. Like, There's a lot of people I know that, like say my dad's age and that, they had no idea. And then when I started talking about it and going through it, they were like... Jesus Christ, I didn't I run that deep? Like, mm. I thought yep. it was all sort of just uh, being a sook or he's upset yep. because he did this or something. Like yep. It's ingrained, it's in everything he does, and yep. they, can, they can see it. And then now yeah, that they would not let anyone say anything about it. But yep. And there's probably, there'll be plenty of people out there that go, Holy hell, I'm feeling that way too. Yeah, Maybe exactly. that's what it is I've got, you know? Well, after I did that talking, like, you said I might have touched with it. Like, I got inboxes on Facebook from people I'd never yep. met. Yep. And, like, like, what do you do? Where do, where do I go in that? Mm. I don't want to tell me, missus, I don't want to do this. I just want to sort it out. Yep. So I'd go to the hospital, man. Like, mm. yep. Go to the hospital. They'll sort you out. You probably have to tell your missus or you've got to tell someone at some point. Yep. But, like, and if that doesn't work, ring me. I'll tell you ten other ways I've tried, like, mm. to, to get through, like, yep. But mm. whether they do or not, I don't really follow it up. Well, I do follow it up and they're like, oh, no, I'm going tomorrow or whatever. But then, I don't know. Mm. I don't even know where they're from. Like, they just yeah. message me randomly. Yeah. yeah. But you but can't make them either. No. I like, well, yeah, what, do I, what am I yeah. going to do? I'm not going to drive there. No. Like, yeah. And that, that's it. You can't take on, like, you can be there and start the conversation. Yeah. But at the same time, we can't be that support no. group. Jussie can't be that support person for those on the other side. No, that's right. Yeah. Um, we, but that's what this is about. This is because we found the same thing with, um, with talking about it. It started with "Are You Okay Day" and the response we had to that podcast, um, and the text messages and the inboxes and the, the oh my god, we had no idea. And I'm like, well, why would you? Yeah. Like, it's just one of those, um, those things. But the response to that was so, without sounding rude, positive. Yeah. Um, and then everyone after that has been and. The response to Osha being here and the chat we had in the car, people people want to talk about it. Yeah. And I think he said the same thing. People, people do want to have the, the chat. Yeah, and Didn't they need to have the chat. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. I think the last month with the podcast, mm. and, and it's been covered, you know, more than enough. I get, not more than enough, but... Are you sick of it now? Is that what you're telling me? And this is the thing. This there might it. be people that are sick of it, but mm. it's a reality. And it's in our community. Mm. Yeah. You know, and it's, it could be the person that you, know, you work with every day that you mm. don't know. So, yeah, the more we have the conversation, the awareness, the more it's out there. That's and why it's month, not week. Yeah, Correct. that's exactly, exactly right. Or right. day. Yeah. day. Yeah. And it shouldn't stop in November because then we've got Movember. Yeah. Are you two both going to do Movember? Okay. This is like four weeks. <laughs> this is... I don't grow I can't grow it. Well, you probably can. If you shaved the beard off, that'd turn into a mo. I don't know that I'd be able to look at you, but... (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Not for you, Tommy. I've got a rough enough lid, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll donate the money, I won't wear them. Yep. Yeah, I did the same. Isn't there other things you can do for Movember now? <gasps> what about doing the runs? Yeah, I was going to say, I think I it was a fitness thing last year. About fundraising for Movember. Yeah. Um, and, like, they don't have any merchandise or anything like that, like Are You OK Day. They don't yeah. have any of that. Mm. So it's more you've got to do the run or um, grow your mo. Mm. Just have jars, um, tins and stuff around. Mm. Last year, Susan Devoli did the Movember out at um, the golf club. Yeah, she did. That's she right. Did that. That yeah. was a really, really good night. This kid's clearly getting a bit yeah. restless. Yeah. So are you involved with footy next year? Yep, yeah, I'll be yep. part of it. So you're coming to pre-season, I'll come for a run with you. Righto, if you do it, I will. Righto. Um, really? So I, won't, I won't play, but I'll You know no, I'm I recording, right? Yeah, but what I'm thinking is we Long need to do walks. something... Thanks, a Beyond Blue Day or yep. a... Um, what's the other one? Uh, outside the locker, the locker room, whatever it is. There, uh, it's an organisation that does... Mental health days with sporting clubs. Yeah. Outside right. the locker room, I think it's called. Mm. They're on Facebook and they do these things or a Beyond Blue Day. And I think we should do it with the footy club yep, and have absolutely. a day about it, um, whether it's blue socks or yeah. something like that. Just create more awareness. Yep. Yeah, well, that'd be unreal. Yeah. You can get blue jumpers and option mm. or something. Yep. That's a great idea. Yep. Looks so true. Co host Donnie. Yep. He can get involved. Yeah, for sure. Yep. I'm sure he will. I'll dub him in. Yep. Yeah, he'll get involved. Put Are you playing footy, Tommy? Oh, no, nah, I did the uh, selecting for the seniors this year. Yeah, well, we'll be around all season this year. Yeah, good. So, if you're worried about being the slowest one, mate, I'll jog <laughs> 30 metres and have a coughing attack for you. Yeah, make uh, you feel uh, better. Me too. And I'll, I'll go too. and swing a dart. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you still smoke? Occasionally. Do you? Yeah. Did you find when you were sick, and I'm not going to drag this out, we're going to cut it off very soon. Did you find when you were sick that you had yellow fingertips from just constant? No? I've never been. I don't know. I'm a big smoker when I'm drinking. Yep. But, like, during the week, I might only have two a week, two or three a day. So. Yeah, right. And if, oh, if Jussie wasn't at home, I wouldn't have a smoke at all. Just, I don't mind Okay. So you just sound like you haven't got, you don't need anything external much at all. But as far as vices, like, people always reach for things. You, Luke reaches for things. I reach for whatever's not nailed down. I like thinking about footy, doing stuff with the footy and, yep. I don't know, just floating around, mm. yeah. having a laugh. That's probably my best thing. If I'm having a laugh, I'm all right. Yep. Tell I'll tell you what, there's worse things you could do. Yeah, absolutely. I've probably done them. But yeah. Haven't we all? <laughs> <laughs> probably to a certain extent. Yes. Yes, we have. Lads, thank you very much for today. No worries at It's all. been very... Insightful. I'm sure plenty of people get, and Jussie, not just lads. Thank you. I'm sure heaps of people will get something out of it. Yeah. I, th- I think I just want the main thing I want to get out of this is don't judge someone just because they're being an asshole. I suppose <laughs> if it happens consistently, okay, then judge away. Yeah. But you know what? If if someone's just not themselves or is a bit off, just ask them. Yeah. Are you okay? Is there something you're struggling with? Because yeah. that doesn't. That's not you. Yeah. Mm. Or don't write someone off, you know. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yep. So if I'm walking down the street and I ignore you, it's not intentional. Oh, it is intentional because I don't want to be seen, that's all. Mm. I'm not being rude, mm. not arrogant, that's all. Mm. But I guess, I suppose to the listeners, mm. um, it's a big thing for you, Tommy, to come out and on a special public forum, and mm. I guess for me too, but... Anyone that's going through a bit mm. and needs someone to talk to, I'll put my hand up. I'm there. Yeah, Facebook, phone, see me down the street. And that's even for carers. Yeah. Mm. You know, like someone that's like yourself and me that are, I guess, in touch with their illness mm. um, can probably understand. And I understand how I treat people around me and what they go through, like Jade and my family and kids and how they see me so yeah if anyone needs i guess a bit of advice i don't think you know how we see you because you've got a skewed vision of yourself i've got a skewed vision of a lot of things Mm. Mm. so i don't think you know how we see you because we love you well you're still here well that's exactly right it's not bad we're still here we're not going anywhere yeah can't pay for the car am i (laughs) 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 on that note perfect all right, thank you very much, lads. We'll um, 
Also, if you do need resources, Sue Watson's a social worker at ADHS. There's Lifeline 13 11 14. You like how I know that off the top of my head. Um, there's beyondblue.org.au and all sorts of other resources. Make an appointment. Go and see your GP. Go and see Andrea. I'll make you an appointment. Thank you very much and thank you for having us at Loft after hours on a Friday afternoon and letting my kids destroy the place. This one just needs something to eat. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Vale podcast, driven by pioneer Ford Robin Vale. It's worth the drive. Remember to support our sponsors and shop local. Subscribe at thevalepodcast.com.au.